Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, the best equipped hardware stores in town, bring you Garage Logic number 647, June 30th, 2021, the last day of June. The record high on this day was 100 degrees in 1931, and it was as chilly as 47 degrees in 1980, I'm sorry, in 1892. And uh, here in the current conditions, an excellent swimming summer continues. I hope your beach is free of weeds and algae and muck. And it could be if you use Aquaside products. White Bear Lake Company, they've been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Clear it out. All the kids will be at your house. You can easily you know, find your own kids that way. Call Aquaside. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I just want to get two emails out of the way here at the Alt-Set. Okay. (laughs) Jeff from Brooklyn Park writes... On Tuesday, you were discussing the eclipse from a couple of years ago and the woman who wanted to change to the weekend. Do you remember the photo of the lady who climbed up a stepladder oh, yeah. to get a closer look? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do remember that picture. She had like the little, she had the piece of paper with the hole in it. Yeah. And I do have a, I want to do a quick sporting email. Uh, I have developed a theory at particularly with the Twins. I can't speak for other teams, but it occurs to me that their problem is they're not playing the game they're currently playing. They're playing two days from now. They're worried about what's going to happen three days from now. And now I got an email from Dave Muir who writes, you are correct about the Twins not playing the game. Uh, My idea is why they took the rain out the other day is because they don't even want to play the game they're supposed to be playing. Now they have a doubleheader scheduled. With the rules MLB has installed this year, they will not have to play two innings in each of those games. Four innings not played. Pay, ticket cost, and concession cost the same. Sounds like a win for the Twins in a lost season. Shows how much they care for their fan base. Can I add one thing about the Twins? Yeah. Um, I was glad that they signed him at the time. Josh Donaldson's a real pain in the you-know-what. What, did, did he do something foul yesterday? He, I don't get, I don't get his. I mean, he's the one that kind of the, was the whistleblower on the uh, right the spider tech issue with pitching. But dude, you're in last place. Yeah, you are in. You are your team is the single most underachieving club in the entire league. And well, he's you're the one taunt. who called a players only meeting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Is he the hairdo guy? Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right, gang. Uh, yesterday we mentioned, uh, however briefly, that uh, Councilwoman, <laughs> Council Member Andrea Jenkins in Minneapolis was confronted by activists. And it's now uh, making the uh, front page of the Star Tribune metro section. Uh, Minneapolis City Council Vice President Andrea Jenkins and Mayor Jacob Fry condemned the tactics of protesters who shouted at Jenkins and blocked her from leaving an event in Loring Park until she agreed to a list of their demands. 
a 23-minute video, we're not going to play all of it for you, showing a portion of their lengthy confrontation Sunday circulated on social media. Throughout the video, protesters rattled off demands, some of which Jenkins quickly agreed to, and some of which she pushed back on, insisting she needed to represent the people who live in her ward. In the end, she signed the demands, uh, uh, among other things, to leave George Floyd Square alone, support the creation of a civilian-led commission to oversee police, and call for the mayor's resignation. After she signed, people agreed to step away, clearing the way for her car uh, that she was riding in to drive off. Uh, okay, let me turn here. Uh, holding people for hours against their will until they make a statement under duress is completely unacceptable, Fry said. It's wrong. Activist D.J. Hooker, whose voice you're about to hear, he's got a very hoarse, distinguished way mm -hmm. of speaking, very hoarse. Activist, maybe because he's been yelling all summer, I have no idea. Probably. Activist D.J. Hooker, who posted the video to social media sites, said in an interview that the encounter lasted approximately two hours. He said he approached Jenkins after a Taking Back Pride event, decrying police brutality, of which statistically there is none. The event, according to a posting on social media, sought to prioritize the voices of people who are black, transgender, or queer. Jenkins was, is transgendered, of course. Hooker said he approached Jenkins to raise concerns about community groups contracted with the city to de-escalate tensions. Hooker said he grew frustrated when Jenkins told him she didn't have control over them and she wouldn't commit to leaving George Floyd Square alone. So he said they're going to hold a protest outside her house. Hooker said he and Jenkins argued and someone jumped between them. Hooker said Jenkins began walking away and he yelled, oh, you're going to call the cops on me knowing what the cops have done to George Floyd, what the cops have done to, and he mess, mentions it. Video uh, begins with Hooker narrating and shows Jenkins sitting in the passenger seat of a car as people stand around it. Uh, Jenkins is on the phone, tells someone it might be three days before I get out of here. Uh, what you hear in the video. I'm going to play this. I don't play this with any great pleasure. I, in fact, I made a few calls to make sure I could play it. And we should explain that. There is a lot of profanity well, I, I'm do. in this video. Yeah. So if you're disturbed by profanity, don't listen. And as a parent, you certainly uh, make your decisions about what age you want your children to be in the event you decide they want to listen. But here's why I'm playing this. Uh, Minneapolis is clearly at the end of its rope. Yep. Th this is a, a confrontation between a uh, city council member who speaks no differently than the protesters, uh, but yet was confronted. She's a public figure, and these activists thought nothing of waylaying her for however long they wanted to, to, to get a list of demands met that have that have not been done legislatively. These are the demands of activists. And they're demanding that she call for Fry's resignation. Uh, they're calling for her to leave George Square, uh, George Floyd Square alone, period. Uh, to think that this kind of confrontation might be the new normal is astonishing. And I think I phrased this phrased it this way yesterday off the air, that... Whatever shred I had left of hope yeah. for that city, it, it vanished once I watched this video. But here, here are activists, uh, presumably 
in Jenkins' ideological camp. Would that be a fair statement? 100 percent, yes. And yet they're beginning to undo their own here. They're beginning to claw at each other. I'm going to warn you once more. It's terrible language. It's just terrible, but it shows you the degree to which Minneapolis has descended. And again, uh, don't let kids listen. Here you go. She told me. She told me that she was glad that there were no cops here. And da 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 da. I told her that she that she should protect Floyd Town, which she wouldn't agree to. I told Jake it's in her district. I told her that the state, the, the people that they pay have physically assaulted me three times. She says it's not her business, and it's just nothing she could do, even though they give her give them money. And I told her if, about getting community control of the police pass, because they haven't passed any legislation except the fact that they give more money to the cops. So what she did is she blew up in, at me in my face. Someone got in between us. She went around them to jump in my face again and yelled at me. And then she stormed off to this car. So we've been out here for about an hour and a half. Um, and, and she has been mean. She has been rude. Her friend or partner has called the cops on us already. She refuses to say she's going to support community. Three days before I get out of here. I got it might be three days. In front of my fucking car like he's pulling it down. Like this ain't like this ain't fucking white supremacy. Wipe the fuck here. Like, man, I can't believe this. Shit. There you go, everyone. Um, Andrew Jenkins, city council member, paid $125,000, gave me more money to the police, not doing anything or passing any legislation, saying that I'm... That I, the person that's, that, you know, that's been out here with the people trying to get the legislation passed is upholding white supremacy. You heard it here, folks. Hot it off the fresh. But don't worry. Tomorrow, you'll be able to ask the, the Star Tribune or put this in the news and, and put her side out, which is that we're an angry mob. We're an angry mob attacking her. She came here for a photo op. She came here so she can say that she came out and she comes out for public events, even though she helps support the cops who kill black people and and black trans women. Though she, I told her, if, if y'all, if you're not gonna do anything, that we were gonna have a peaceful protest outside your house. You know what she said to me? You know what she said to me? She said she's gonna call the motherfucking cops on us for a peaceful fucking protest. That's what she said. She was gonna call the cops on me. After George Floyd, after after Dante Wright, after July Eid, after Winston Smith, all of the last year, they've done nothing. We tried having meetings with them. All right. All right. Here's what we learned. 
What, what was that fellow's name? Uh, his name is, give me one second because I just closed my window. Hooker. Hooker. Donald or? Hooker Jr. is his Facebook name. He clearly expects Andrea Jenkins to have the same feelings he does about police. He doesn't want any police. Mm-hmm. You, you, you call the police on me after what they've done? Uh, Jenkins is between a rock and a hard place here. She also doesn't like police. But a part of her has seen the light on the necessity for police. So here you have this incompetent failed council member dealing with protesters who want ideological chaos in Minneapolis. They don't believe in the police. They don't want police. And he had no business threatening to hold a protest outside her house. But that's what it's come to. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the people that she's represented and acquiesced to in her tenure as a council member have turned on her because she's suddenly now not left enough. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. That's why I played this. This is astonishing. This is the neighborhood groups eating each other now. I think what, was it Hooker? Yes, Donald Hooker. I, I, I think what Donald was referring to is that She's been party to these agreements to pay uh, the agape group groups to uh, ostensibly bring about peace. And he claims he's been roughed up by them and that she's been behind paying them. So now they create a list of demands. And and she ultimately signs it. It, None of them will be held up. It's just you can. By the way, that's after. The woman that she's with in the car who was driving the vehicle mm-hmm. gives the finger to Donald Hooker Jr. Mm-hmm. because of him being in the part of the group that's in their way. Right. So <laughs> so, so she's under duress. She signs the agreement to get out of there, including calling for Fry to resign, which I don't believe she would do. And... Uh, I can't come up with a better demonstration, nor could they, of just how far that city's descended in terms of its civility. I mean, it's 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 unthinkable uh, to imagine such a confrontation taking place years ago. It's unthinkable. Or how about a year ago? But with the decline of moral and ethical integrity across all races, all genders, all socioeconomic strata... This is what we're coming to, and it's particularly evident in Minneapolis that Minneapolis is in a death spiral. I don't think that's hyperbole. No, it's not. That hyperbole? (laughs) Joe, you're playing right into my hands. Right. (laughs) Well, like I said earlier, it's it's depressing. You know, I I love Minneapolis. I, I always wanted to live in this city, and... It's it's it saddens me. It really does. Um, the one thing DJ Hooker predicted did come true. The uh, Star Tribune did paint uh, Andrea in uh, as the lighter light than than what uh, yeah than who. She oh, she was, was as con- you know. I don't know if I blame her. She was as confrontational as they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she swears like a sailor. 
No, those were her F-bombs you heard. And those were the ones that were just captured on video. Because mm-hmm. you can see her inside the vehicle pointing at the various activists around her vehicle. The, the, yeah. There was just no framework for that to be, for that confrontation to have accomplished anything. It didn't accomplish anything. She, no, find a fake set of de- she signed a fake set of demands just so she could get out of there. No, you know what will happen? She will remember she wasn't she one of the first ones that uh, amidst the defund the police movement hired her own security firm. Mm-hmm. So now she'll have an even greater size security detail. Well, again, it's out of bounds to protest at somebody's house. I, I don't. She should she should stop that in any way possible. Well, this didn't happen. After yeah, it didn't. no, it didn't. But he he threatens to we're going to do this in front Correct. of your house. Yeah, yeah, yes. So if she, if she, she well, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I don't think you're right, Joe. I usually am. Well, you they usually did. are. <laughs> they, but that's did. her. That's their whole claim: is we have the right to protest. They, they were doing it outside of Freeman's house. They well, were doing and, it outside. And, of... And all I'm saying is that I don't, I don't condone that. No, but that group does protest in wherever you were protesting Sunday during this confrontation. But you, you leave private residences alone. But the city council. But they won't. That's how yeah. far the city's descended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if that was taking place here, you can imagine similar confrontations all over the country the closer you get to the tallest buildings. Can you imagine some of the conversations in Portland? Oh, can you Seattle. imagine it's, can you imagine some of the yeah. confrontations in Seattle? Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, Chicago, New York. Mm-hmm. Where you'd be crazy to go as a tourist right now because oh. tourists are being randomly shot. It's uh, the le- like you said, the left versus the far left. Yep. That's exactly what's happening. I mean, it, it's tough to take glee in that because they are eating themselves alive. Yep. But it, it's just, it's so pathetic and sad. It just, it depresses me. Uh, hello, Mayor. Stephanie writes, looks like the citizens of Minneapolis don't think Mayor Jacob Fry is left enough for them. This Jacob must go sign, she sent me pictures, and no justice, no streets sign were spotted in a window of a condo in the St. Anthony, Maine neighborhood, already regretting the day the boy mayor is not reelected. On a more positive note, we are looking forward to celebrating the 4th at our Deer Lake cabin this weekend and consuming some Grunhofer's goodies. (laughs) Our new favorites are the egg roll brats and the Wagyu beef burgers. Also, can you try to put a plug in for Stephen C. to perform on our lake? We'll provide the doc and all the Harmony Spirits cocktails he can drink. Stephanie. Okay, Grunhoffers, huh? Listen to this. All hail the flashlight king and all-powerful mayor. Hail you. Hail you. Otto from Worst here. Allow me to do your Grunhoffers ad. Take two. The oldest of the kids I used to have, GL Handle CI Girl Charity, sent us her Grunhoffers list since we'll be, we will be spending our nation's birthday in Colorado with her and christening the new Smoker Grill Combo for Independence Day. Last week, the spousal unit who provided many looks during the trip with me and our son loaded up on burgers, brats, meatloaf, and seasoning at Grunhoffers to make the 1,000-mile trek across our great nation. So with a 4 a.m. wake-up call and a cooler loaded with more than 100 bucks of Grunhofer's meat and dry ice, we will be spending spreading the love of Grunhofer's to the wonderful state of Colorado. Uh, side note, our son and youngest of the kids we used to have listens to GL but no handle yet. 
was with us at Grunhofer's and says, is this trip all about her? Needless to say, our son finished filling the basket with his order of Grunhofer's deliciousness to cook up in our absence for him and his girlfriend's own celebration. Given, his, given he is relatively new to the 21st Club, he said something about Harmony Spirits being the perfect complement. Good luck in trying to push back in the failed academy. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Nice. The new store opens Thursday in Forest Lake. That's tomorrow. But you got you got you got plenty of time for the fourth to get the Grunhoffers at the north end of Hugo or try the new store tomorrow. Grunhoffers old fashioned meats. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. It Just check out their website right now chillboys.com there you can place your order for the comfortable boxers or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts sunglasses whatever you want go online right now here's the coolest part if you have an order over $40 it ships fast and free in the United States yeah anywhere they're a local Minnesota company and they are so happy to be part of the garage logic family they also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now so do like we did become a part of the Chill Boys family, whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys Brand on Twitter. Just because you asked so nicely, I'd love Can to. Can he do doing an ad here? Yes, he is. Well, Joel. by the way, I was going to tell you, Such, uh, every time you do that, what? Lean down like that, yeah. over the desk, all we see is bald. Yeah. Here's a man shiny. that shouldn't are look we down on? at his keyboard. We are, yes. Oh, I like this. This oh. is good. Everything he sends is good. Dylan Height. There is a taste of Yacht Rock in here. It's all right. Wow. So, Such put me in charge of our Americana emails, and uh, I've got one right here. No, I didn't. I never would. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you did, Joe. Uh, You're just at that age where you don't remember anything Uh, anymore. Uh, So, Will writes, I have a two-wheeled string trimmer. I took it out for the first time this summer to knock down some tall weeds, filled the gas uh, tank, started it up. That dang thing would only run for a minute or two. This was a source of consternation for me until I remembered your ads. Like my father taught me, always have a few cans on hand. I put some in the tank, started it, let it idle a few minutes, then started knocking down them there weeds. Uh, The thing ran like it was brand new. Gotta love seafoam. It's a great product in a world of bad gas. And let me tell you something right now, GLers, and you too, Joe Suchere, there is nothing more Americana than the lot of us reaching for a can of seafoam when our cylinders get all snotty. They're a local company with product availability globally, a mechanic in a can, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Representative Il, do I have the Ilhan Omar oh, update, please? Yeah, I remember I, I, how uh, you were going to give me a hand. Yeah, I didn't do that. That's uh, my fault. Play the, uh, the old That's my bar. fault. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. <laughs> I think I think we should have something more of a, a what's the word I want? A dirge? What's a dirge? 
I know this is it's rather like a, festive duh, and fun, duh, 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 but I think it's duh, more circus music because of because she's a because it's just nothing duh, but theatrics. In a CNN in a CNN interview on Tuesday, which was not not a word about this in the Star Tribune that I'm aware of. Nope. In, a, in a CNN interview on Tuesday, Omar said she does not regret her tweet from earlier this month in which she lumped Israel, the U.S., Hamas, and the Taliban together. When asked if she knows why fellow Democrats, particularly Jews, found previous comments of hers about Israel to be anti-Semitic, Omar accused them of not being partners in justice while claiming that she herself knows what it feels like to experience injustice in ways that many of my colleagues don't. The interview sparked a backlash, as you might imagine. Omar's comments draw on classic anti-Semitic themes about Jewish clannishness, the notion that Jews only look out for themselves. They're also plainly false, said Avi Meyer of the American Jewish Committee. Jewish lawmakers have been on the front lines fighting for human rights in America and globally. So Jews should learn from Ilhan Omar what it's like to experience injustice, questioned journalist Anika Rothstein. No one can ever say uh, no one can ever say Ilhan Omar didn't show the world exactly who and what she is. The condemnation has not been solely from Jews. Asra Nomani, vice president of Parents Defending Education and co-founder of the Muslim Reform Movement, had perhaps the harshest criticism of Omar. This is what modern-day Muslim supremacist looks like. Nomani tweeted, Ilhan Omar speaks to Jake Tapper and rebukes Jewish Democratic colleagues for failing to be partners in justice. Her wound is bigger than their wound, a wound collector in the oppression Olympics. Zionist Organization of America President Morton Klein called Omar an anti-Semite, calling for Democrats to condemn her and remove her from every committee. The Republican Jewish Coalition called on their Democratic counterparts to join us in calling out Omar. Uh, Jay Sekulow, attorney for former President Trump, similarly said that Omar is past due to be censured and removed from committees, calling her a repeat offender for anti-Semitic rhetoric. Seth Mandel of the Washington Examiner said it is only a matter of time before Omar completely alienates herself. Everyone's got a line. If she stays in Congress long enough, she'll cross everyone's, he said. It's amazing. Not a word of this locally. This woman has nothing to do with Minnesota, by the way. You don't think so? Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, she is a really hateful woman. Wow. God. She does not like the uh, the idea of America in general. That's that's the problem we have Do you have think here. she owns an American flag? No. I'd say no, yeah. Do What do you think? How many city council members in the Twin Cities own an American flag? I bet there's two oh. or three. Well, no. no. No, I bet there's zero. No, I bet there's not zero. One of them. I not bet Jane Prince does in St. Paul. I, I, I'm just well, going to go out on a limb. She maybe. You know, I don't think Melvin does. No. You really love her, don't you, Joe and Jane, sitting in a tree? <laughs> you know what it's come away. to, Kenny? She's the yeah. she's she's left, but not crazy. Yeah, and that's what we need. Yeah. So she'll be voted out. I want her to run for mayor, and she won't. <laughs> Why won't she? Because we can't afford this current administration. We can't afford it. These uh, fifty dollar pay, you know, to pay seven hundred grand to distribute one hundred and fifty four grand. We can't. This is not sustainable. No city in America is is sustainable if they're ruled by the salon. But Joe, take it all the way to the top. 
you know, or doing, Biden's doing it. This administration is handing out money left and right. Yeah, let me read you something regarding that. This is very interesting. Joel, for years now, we've had to listen to the push for $15 an hour minimum wage, and those of us who understand economics have pushed back as best as we can. But now, post-China flu, it certainly appears the base-level labor force is getting their wish. And all the consequences of this inflation are going to come right along with it. Even without a formal increase of minimum wage, employers are jacking up starting pay as fast as they can to get a sniff from someone who's actually interested in working. A year ago, in order to compete with other dairy farms, I could start high school kids out at around $11.50 an hour and still be on the high end of local farm kid labor rates. Just in the last week, I've seen two local restaurants and two gas stations averaging $13 an hour starting pay and signing bonuses. These are cashier jobs that have been barometers for minimum wage, in my opinion. This is the same employee pool I'd be drawing from locally anyway to milk cows. But just like all these other local businesses struggling to find help, no one wants to work. I've milked every milking for the last month, which for many dairymen, that's no big deal. But with no one willing to work, that means I've missed every softball game my daughter has played this spring. And even if I find someone to work, I'll probably have to pay them $4 an hour more to compete. $4 an hour more than those gas stations and restaurants. And we all know what happens next. All the input costs will follow suit, and here in the ag industry, we'll see our milk prices stay the same or most likely dip and continue the same maddening cycle we've had to endure forever, it seems. So the question here is, is it a black helicopter tinfoil hat idea to think that the government knew that with all the unemployment benefits, it would drive the labor rates up, or is that merely coincidence? Well, anyway, back to Choran, Tom in Elmwood, Wisconsin. Boy, he's got an interesting point. He's there. got a great point. Mm-hmm. And he's got a great letter Kenny reference in there. I missed it. Back to Choran. Back to Choran. Yeah. Back to Choran. <laughs> God almighty. It's amazing. Oh, Biden has really given away who, a lot of money. Who got popped for not in Minneapolis yesterday? I was reading it yesterday afternoon that they weren't paying the 15 bucks an hour. I don't know. There was a business. John, did you, did you see that in your news? I did not see that story, no. no. Okay. It's not in the paper today. Well, the reason I bring it up is, you know, a lot of these business owners, they're saying, well, that's great. You want to make me pay a high school kid 15 bucks an hour to be a cashier at a store? That's fine, but you're also assuming that there's high school kids that are qualified that want to work in the first place. You well, can, you know, I'm, you can pay people whatever the government deems necessary. The problem is there's not enough people that want to work. I go back to your example of the uh, young gal you encountered at Valley Fair. Oh, who you fo- found to be terribly incompetent. Yes, but her saving grace was she was there. Yeah, she at least showed up. Can you up. imagine the ones who aren't working? Mm-hmm. She showed up. She was actually, yeah, she was actually on the clock. You didn't get much service, but she showed up. Well, it was just, I couldn't believe it. I thought, if if I were to do that, I would have, my, my boss would have had me. Oh, anyway, it's, it's just a different time. On the shores of the St. Croix River, Stillwater is a go-to for 4th of July celebrations. More than 20,000 people pack its fireworks and festivities. Uh, we always pride ourselves on having the biggest 4th of July fireworks, and we have been doing that every year for 30 years, Stillwater Mayor Ted Kozlowski said. But this year, the fireworks display isn't happening because the city couldn't get fireworks due to supply chain issues. 
Holy Isn't that mackerel. wild? Wow. Because they pulled out of it last year, it evidently affected their spot on the list. Is this the way you read it, too? So now they couldn't get it this year. Well, he says, that- re- really, the vendor did us a favor last year and refunded money when we couldn't uh, do the 4th of July, got COVID. But this year, unfortunately, that meant he didn't order fireworks for us, which saved yeah. us money last year. But now in trying to get new fireworks, he couldn't get any. Kozlowski said, a COVID remnant that's affecting other communities as well, such as Edina, which also canceled the 4th of July fireworks display. Uh, We found one company in New Jersey where it was 10 times the cost, and normally we spend $50,000, $70,000. So to replicate that show is a half million dollars. That's not in our budget. In Anoka, the annual Independence Day celebration is a go with fireworks. We were watching in May, and when we heard COVID restrictions were lightening or lessening, we thought, let's contact our vendor. And we were able to get the supplies that we needed this time, Anoka spokeswoman Pam Bowman said. She, she said the cost is up. Between budget and donations, Bowman said the excess should be covered. Uh, with no summer festivities this year, cities are prepping for crowds who want to celebrate in Stillwater. A couple of XF-16s flying over at noon on the 4th might be the only draw. The flyover, the music, the cannons, it's going to be a fun place to spend your 4th of July, Kozlowski said. And when asked about rumors there still might be fireworks, the mayor said, if people really want to see fireworks on the 4th of July, I can pretty much promise people if they are in downtown Stillwater or on the water, they're going to see some fireworks. I think he's referring to the private people who mm. might have been smart enough to get down mm. to maximum load fireworks in Arcadia, Wisconsin. Not only is a maximum, it's between Wabasha and Winona in Wisconsin. Not only is maximum load fireworks got the, the best stuff, they have stuff. They got stuff? Yeah, they have the, uh, they have the inventory. And uh, it's the best selection at 30 to 50% off you're going to find in western Wisconsin. And maximum load will put together a complete choreographed show for you. But if you like putting it together yourself... Maximum load is the place to go. Uh, they have all the best, personally selected by Bert, uh, who's the owner and been a GLer all his life. Willow shells, double brake shells, mine shells with color brakes. Maximum load has the best prices around. He'll choreograph a show for you or point you in the right direction to choreograph your own, including the all-important finale. Uh, it's just north of Dodge if you're coming by way of Winona. Become the fireworks king of your neighborhood this summer. Head to Maximum Load Fireworks in Arcadia, Wisconsin. Find them online at MaximumLoadFireworks.com. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. 
Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Geez, I like what this kid does. He does lots of cool stuff. I get to listen to him make them. Yep. Wow, this is this is awesome. <clears throat> Why don't we Amazing. have him as a state fair guest? Okay, I think we could book him. I just want to listen to his music. <laughs> Well, I guess that we have to talk to his agent. Uh, is he in town? Yeah, I don't know. Then Johnny, I, I actually, I actually already asked him if he'd like to come to the fair and maybe you know, do some bumps. So I think we could probably get him to come yeah. to the fair. But yeah. I don't want to talk to him. I just want to hear him. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes at a price, right? And you're taking fifteen percent off the top, right? Fifteen. 25 at least. Oh. All right, Johnny. <laughs> Say, uh, guys, uh, my former neighbor. Uh, he doesn't listen to Garage Logic because we're a bunch of liberal commies, uh, but he does listen to his former neighbor when his neighbor sits down at the table, cracks open a beer, and says the Liberty Safe is the best safe ever made. And Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, that's the place to get it. And that's what he's got. He's got a brand new Liberty, and it is a sexy beast. You can log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com and see for yourself. Rich offers full residential and commercial safe services. At competitive prices, from compact little units to big standalone ones and door vaults, whatever you need, uh, you can you can get it from Rich. And my neighbor confirms it. He's the man, and Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the best option for buying a safe here in Minnesota. If you haven't had a chance yet, GLers, please log on to MapleGroveLockandSafe.com, and that's where you're going to meet Ma- uh, Rich for the very first time, and then take that Liberty Safe test that will help you determine which safe best fits your needs maplegrovelockandsafe.com well we've learned that language uh, is too white and therefore it could impose some degree of racism on people of color Uh, if you have trees that's only because of white privilege right Uh, space has black holes which cornell university deems to be racist and now we learn today that traffic accidents that result in fatalities reek of systemic racism. Come on. Yep. I can't, we can't. We, I know you can't live like this, can you? This is something I have not noticed, Joe. Uh, I saw a bunch of crashes this morning. A recently oh. published NBC News report suggests black people are disproportionately the victims of motor vehicle accidents, therein revealing inherent discrimination in traffic accidents. Data compiled by the U.S. Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration showed 38,680 people died in motor vehicle accidents last year. The share of black people who died in those accidents increased by 23% from 2019. The disproportionate impact, according to Smart Growth America President Calvin Gladney, is the result of systemic injustice exacerbated by the pandemic. You see this disproportionately in black and brown communities, often because of race-based decisions of the past, Gladney told NBC News. 
You go to black and brown communities, you go to lower income communities, and you don't see many sidewalks. You don't see as many pedestrian crossings. The types of streets that go through black and brown neighborhoods are like mini highways where the speed limit is 35 or 45, he said. Norman Garrick, a civil and uh, environmental engineering professor at the University of Connecticut, agreed that systemic discrimination is driving the disparity. Black people tend to be overrepresented as walkers in this country, Garrick told NBC. This is not by choice. In many cases, black people cannot afford motor vehicles, and people who walk in this country tend to experience a much, much higher rate of traffic fatality. We're talking eight to ten times more. It's a perfect storm. So what will fix this problem? According to Gladney, President Joe Biden's American jobs plan is exactly what the doctor ordered. That's right. Yeah, the massive (laughs) $2 trillion infrastructure bill introduced this spring has little to do with infrastructure. The bill, according to some critics, is basically the Green New Deal wrapped in tolerable language. But as Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has already said, the bill will address the racism that is baked into American infrastructure. There is racism physically built into some of our highways, and that's why the jobs plan has specifically committed to reconnect some of the communities that were divided by these dollars, Buttigieg said. (laughs) <laughs> the bill also includes $20 billion for a new program that will reconnect neighborhoods cut off by historic investments and ensure new projects, increased opportunity, advanced racial equity, and environmental justice, and promote affordable access. Biden's plan then would tear down existing highways and build new ones in such localities. Ironically, the plan cites highways in New Orleans and Syracuse two cities historically controlled by Democrats. Before I tell you what this really means, well, what it's, it's, it's becoming fairly obvious that a lot of these claims are an attempt to get more money. Of course. Yeah. Uh Yes. But I, I will, I'll be the first to, to suggest that putting 94 between St. Paul and Minneapolis through the Rondo neighborhood was a pathetic example of disregarding black neighborhoods. Pathetic. Mm-hmm. I, I had nothing to do with it. I was too young. But there were alternative routes that could have preserved the Rondo neighborhood. I think people have a beef there. I don't know if it should be torn up and rebuilt, but that's an example. But I don't even think that's what these crackpots are talking about. They're talking about traffic deaths are disproportionately suffered by black people because they walk more because they don't own a car. <laughs> what did I say yesterday? You don't remember. I don't remember. I'm too old. Um, <laughs> this is never going to end. It's never going to end. This is going to keep going. We're going to keep searching for reasons to find racism in every single aspect of our daily lives. Why? We've said the answer on the show. What, because, what is behind this? Because there's a funnel of money that's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. Okay, then what's driving the potential wealth that could be rising from these claims? What's driving that is the main claim, which is that the founding of the country was flawed. And therefore, every aspect of this country 
can be found to be flawed, which I think is an accurate statement when you're now going to try to tell me that traffic accidents are an example of systemic racism. Why? Well, because white people laid out the highway system. And white people designed the cities where the speeds are 35 to 45 miles per hour through what they call black neighborhoods. Well, we we have an African-American mayor in St. Paul who's taking care of that. The speed limit in St. Paul, for the most part, is now 25 miles an hour. It is here, too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, it's 20. 20 is plenty. 20. 20 is plenty. That's right. Yeah, 20 is plenty. <laughs> but you, you have people who get up in the morning. I, I'm now convinced of this. You have people who get up in the morning, they're connected, however, vaguely or peripherally to uh, political uh, uh, people who search for this. They're looking for this yep. daily. That's what they do when they wake I mean, up. You had the, you had the nutcase in, in uh, the UK who wanted to claim that apple pie is racist. Was that where power washing started? No, right? power washing started in Seattle no. with the cl- literally that's, a power washer. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. That person was just completely searching yeah. for something. Yeah. Let's let's look within, fellas. I bet you everything that each one of us has done today, right up until this point, is racist. Joe, you woke up this morning. What did you? The first thing you did uh, after your morning necessaries. What did you? Uh, what did you do today? Made coffee. It's got to be racist. Probably picked, partly from beans picked by black people. And then or what did brown you do? people. Then I read the newspaper. Yeah, well, that's a white institution. Well, that's if white there privilege ever right there. Was. <laughs> huh. Then I did my pretend drive to work. Sure, because you can afford a car. Right. And you drove it on streets designed by crackers. Well, wait that's a minute. Right. Now you're doing your actual drive to work. Your pretend yeah, I, drive I, to I, work. I still do right. that pretend one just because it's <laughs> hard to get it out of my system. You're, uh, you're a creature of habit. I am. I am. You, you just did, uh, you just admitted to something I do. Um, sometimes I drive out of the driveway instead of taking a left to go into town. I do the reverse thing and hang a right and throw an extra three, four miles yeah. on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you heard a good tune, didn't you? That's why you wanted yeah. to. Well, just see what the neighbors are up to. <laughs> If if you look, if you look through the lens of a of an activist who believes the country is flawed, what can they see that would not be flawed to them? Because they're they're beginning their 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 base ideology is the country the country basically should not exist. I don't know what right. would have happened had Europeans not come to America. I don't know what, what this great land mass would be or contain. But So therein lies the thinking, as we were discussing last segment, on Representative Omar hating the fundamental core of our country. I, I happen to believe she does, yes. yes. She, she would eagerly, I think, eagerly agree that the founding fathers were flawed. What, 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 what do they want us to look like? What is their, look, they want us to start over. Yes, Somehow start I, over. I, I think so. How am I what supposed to they, speak? How am I supposed to write? How am I supposed to drive? How am I supposed to travel to space? <laughs> what, is, what is their, poli- what do they want? 
What do they want to see? What do they envision? Equity. What is that? Well, equity's different than equality. Uh, picture, picture two people on a stepladder at adjoining apple trees picking apples. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sounds like a nice little Saturday. One person on the stepladder was smart enough to put the ladder close enough to the branches so she, he could pick apples. But the other dunce has the ladder about 10 feet from the tree. Oh, that's a reach. And can't reach the apples. Equity would be that that fellow has to get down off the ladder and a government agency would have to push the, the, the ladder closer to the tree. Sure. Then you can have equity. Okay. The amount of, uh, the amount of reach uh, each person needs to pick an apple would have to be equal. There would be the equality part. Where equity comes in is that, the, is that the second guy really couldn't figure out to put the ladder closest to the tree. So you went exactly where I wanted you to go. I led you into that. Now, second part of my question, do these dummies, uh, the people that have decided math is racist, writing is racist, now streets and cars are racist, do they in their heart want or realize that they're leading us to more government control, government controlling every aspect of our life? That's or are they, they just want. so stupid? Do you, you think so? Yes. Do you think so? Yes. All right. Look at Melvin Carter is sowing the seeds of his continued election. He's giving every baby born money. It, it, yeah. He's training infants. And what was your number? To be dependent. Eight of them actually added to? Eight, eight people added another dollar. <laughs> Now, back to your tree analogy. So what if two people got on a stepladder to look up at the eclipse, and one had the piece of paper and one didn't? Is that kind of analogous to what you're... Yes, because okay. the one without the paper did not have equity. There we go. And so then that's why we need... Because the one without the paper is a moron who was willing to become well, no, blinded. No, no. What that person needs is President Biden and the crew to step in to buy him a piece of paper. Yeah. Right. Then he'd have and a letter. letter. And a letter. And yeah. A letter. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let yeah. let me let me make it perfectly clear that I'm I'm not referring to race in this matter. These people who want to contend that traffic fatalities are systemically racist, what about all the poor white neighborhoods in America? Do you think there's sidewalks and pedestrian uh, crossings in the holler? You think there's See sidewalks the and pedestrian crossings in? Uh, Remote West Virginia, Kentucky, yeah, Tennessee. You, you, <laughs> it's not even curb and gutter. There's nothing. They're in the holler. What's the book I read? Oh, can't count on um, you guys Gatsby. to remember a name. Yeah, of book. I, I read it. I read it too, and yeah. it's coming under a lot of uh, uh, criticism. Uh, why? J.D. Uh, Vance. J.D. Vance, uh, uh, down in the hollow. Uh, Hill, hillbilly elegy. Hillbilly elegy. Oh, there we go. Was yeah. a wonderful portrait of white America suffering some of the same socioeconomic conditions as Black America. Oh, it's terribly depressing. Yeah. Terribly depressing book. Which is not uncommon. 
But that's America. You're all in this together to, to get out of that dilemma, which J.D. Vance did. And many black people do. Mm-hmm. But we're being destroyed from within here. We're being destroyed by wokeism that's finding racism in every aspect of American life. Right now, including streets. Traffic. Trees. <laughs> oh, did you, uh, did you want to hear the tree song again? No. Okay. No, God <laughs> help us. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard in my I life. I did get one very vicious email from a GLer. I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah, because it gets stuck in your head. <laughs> Damn you, Reavers. Uh, when, when you're a guitar player, you can uh, go online and get the chords to various songs. Yeah. Yesterday, when I searched that song, somebody had posted the chords. Oh, the no. you are kidding. On, no. Oh, that's funny. Sites. Maybe you could favor us with a number no, when we're uh, out of the state fair. So. No. Get a big old GL sing-along going. <laughs> yeah, thanks to you, I wasted an hour and a half. Not wasted, but spent an hour and a half listening to CCR yesterday. You still got time to call Giants Ridge and book that Jai 4th special. Fourth of July special. Play the legend this Sunday or the quarry. Either one are the two of the best public courses in the country. For 76 bucks plus tax, you're going to escape the noise of the rest of the world. And a visit to Giants Ridge to play the quarry and the uh, play the quarry in Giants Ridge is more than golf. It's a nature escape. It's water events and hiking and biking. It's just fantastic. 37 hole special all summer. Play the legend in the quarry, 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch on them for 160 bucks plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. Uh, great, great meals at the Wakuda Grill. Uh, go to uh, GiantsRidge.com and view some of the flyovers of these wonderful, wonderful courses. Plus, they'll put tournaments together for you and your buddies or you and your family. 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com, where you can also make your tea time with those true uh, rewards for this coming 4th of July. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Too bad you have to taint these wonderful new bumpers with tired old liners that we've been listening to for about 45 years. <laughs> okay, you're in charge of creating new ones. Uh, I have a question for you first, though, fellas. What comes before Part B? Parte. Parte! Moon Motorsports in Monticello, is there a family-owned and operated power sports dealer, a joint dedicated to us riders all over Minnesota? They've been in operation for 50 years, and they are inviting us to a party. Where is the party? First, the very, what's it? Moon Motorsports, Sid. Uh, the very first annual Moon Motorsports Heritage and Vintage Motorcycle Show. It's July 31st. That's a Saturday. Uh, and it's brought to us in partnership with Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club of Minnesota. Those are great guys and gals. Save that date. Plan on being there at Moon in Monticello on the 31st of July. It's free, packed full of retro and vintage bikes. Also, the BMW Motorrad Heritage Demo Truck is going to be on hand. That means we get to take retro-styled bikes out for demo rides. You've got to check it out. Uh, great prizes. Enter your own bike. 
bring that tired old iron out, polish it up, ride it over there, and see some cool BMWs. The very first annual Moon Motorsports Heritage and Vintage Motorcycle Show. It's July 31st. Check them out on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. The Minnesota Senate has approved a modest set of police accountability measures. They did that early this morning, Wednesday morning. It's all part of a broader public safety budget bill as the state's divided legislature put itself on pace to avert a partial state government shutdown. The vote, 45-21 in the Senate and 75-59 in the House. The bill attracted Republican support in both chambers. Well, some Democrats who said it didn't go far enough voted no. It now goes to Governor Tim Walz for his signature. The bill contains limits on no-knock warrants and on use of informants. It was amended on the floor to allow sign-and-release warrants so that police are not required to arrest low-level offenders just because they had missed a court appearance. But Democrats who control the House dropped their push for a ban on pretextual traffic stops like minor offenses like expired license tabs. The approval follows on a police accountability package passed last summer that included a statewide ban on the use of chokeholds. You know what the problem is? and they're seeing it in New York City. When you forgive the little stuff, it becomes major stuff. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And when you have a city like Minneapolis and and all other large cities that just basically have a catch-and-release program, Mm -hmm. the the problem's going to get worse, not get better. After nearly 16 months, Governor Tim Walz announced late Tuesday night a plan to end the COVID-19 peacetime emergency on July 1st. Now, that came right after the legislature voted to take those powers away July 1st. So it was kind of like a, I'm breaking up with you before you break up with me kind of deal. You can't fire me, I quit. Exactly. After reaching a deal with the United States Department of Agriculture to protect monthly emergency food payments for Minnesotans, Walls announced the plan to end the emergency. Following Walls' agreement with the federal government, Minnesota House Democrats introduced an amendment that allows for an orderly transition of the state's current COVID-19 emergency response. City of Minneapolis is set to get $271 million bucks as part of the American Rescue Plan, the biggest chunk of federal money the city's ever gotten, according to Mayor Jacob Fry. The federal government is releasing billions of dollars to cities across the country to help them try and recover from financial losses due to COVID-19. Uh, Fry told our folks downstairs in Five Eyewitness News in the news department his plan to pump the funds into the city is, quote, in urgent need. He said the city has $135 million of American Rescue Plan money in the bank already, and he's proposing ways to spend $90 million of it immediately because he says many people and small businesses are facing a crisis. I trust that we have absolutely the right people in place to spend this money wisely. (laughs) That is the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast, Mm -hmm. Joe. So wait, does does this mean, does this mean that I, I, sorry to interrupt the Johnny. Sure. Does this just mean though that that they're going to extend unemployment benefits with some of this? I don't know what it's going to mean yet. But these are the right people. I I, I trust them implicitly. Okay. Explicitly. That's the city. It's the city, Chris. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. A vehicle crashed through an auto repair business in St. Paul early this morning. According to the police department, at about 2.30 a.m., a vehicle crashed into a business near Snelling Avenue and Jefferson Avenue. Nobody injured in the accident. Uh, Police and fire crews were on the scene investigating after the vehicle appeared to have gone through one of the business's garage doors. 
A St. Bonifacius man who had been missing for over two weeks was found dead Tuesday morning in Savage. Police say they received information of a single vehicle crash and they were able to identify the vehicle as belonging to 26-year-old Keegan Oyugi, who was last seen June 12th. Inside the car was a deceased man who matched Oyugi's description and clothing. He had last had contact with family or friends about 4 in the morning on June 12th. He was heading back to his home in St. Bonifacius after leaving the prior Lake Savage area, according to officials. And that's what those delays were all about yesterday that I was tweeting about on 13 at 101. Mm-hmm. Elected officials pledging to conduct multiple investigations into the collapse of that oceanfront Florida condo tower, vowing to convene a grand jury and to look closely at every possible angle Ooh. to prevent any other building from experiencing that sort of failure. Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava said she and her staff will meet with engineering, construction, and geology experts, among others, to review building safety issues and develop recommendations. Uh, The death toll, by the way, has now risen to 16, with 147 people still unaccounted for. Did you guys read the story on the front page of today's Star Tribune? My God, what a powerful story. Wow. Maria Ileana Montiagudo. As a relative newcomer to Surfside, she used all the money she had after divorce, 600 grand cash, to buy her unit, number 611, in December. She was enchanted by the ocean views and the friendly neighbors. I like the apartment, nice view, nice building, Montiagudo said in an interview with the Washington Post. Nobody told me anything bad about it. I bought the apartment blind. Everybody omitted the reality. Here's the part that's spooky as hell. She was asleep Thursday morning when a strange feeling woke her. It's like something supernatural woke me up. I felt something strange, and I thought, oh, I forgot to close the sliding door to the balcony, and the wind is making the noise, she said. I tried to close the sliding door, and it felt like the building was moving. The door wouldn't close. Then Montiagudo heard a crack. There was a line in the wall coming down from the ceiling, about two fingers wide. Then it started getting wider and wider as I watched, she said. Something said, you have to run. You have to run immediately. I ran to my bedroom and took off my robe and changed into a dress and any sandals. I and and sandals. I ran to the dining room table. I got my purse and my credit cards. I took the key. I blew out the candle that I light every night for Guadalupe of Mexico. I blew out the candle just in case. She ran to the stairs, descending quickly. Between the sixth and fourth floors, there was a noise, and she realized the building was falling. Montiagudo worried that she would be crushed. I thought if it's coming down, and it's coming down, 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 like a domino effect. And then it goes on to say uh, that she escaped. She got out. She yeah. found water at the base and climbed over a retaining wall and found herself in the visitor's parking lot. My As God. the building came down right behind her. Oof. The wow. neighbor across the hallway, yep. a nice old lady, yep. has not been heard from. Oh, of course not. Yeah. So, so the... The destruction something, of the building. Something awakened this woman. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is she started to realize that the building... Yeah. So it was that gradual of a process? Well, it... it, it Chris, it, 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 it... Go ahead, part Kenny. Of the, part of the story, Joe, did you read the uh, adjoining star, store, uh, part at the jump? They knew about this. Yeah. yeah this has been happening a while. Yeah. They yeah. talked about it. They, they were pre-warned. And the the residents didn't want to throw any money in it, and it, all of this could have been prevented. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. When Monte Montiagudo finally escaped from a door, there was water up to her ankles and cables floating in it. 
She yeah. ran into a security guard. He told me, Mama, Mama, let's go. This is an earthquake, Montiagudo said. I said, no, it's not an earthquake. The building's falling. There was a wall she needed to climb, then an abyss several feet wide. The security guard urged her to jump, but I couldn't jump, she said. I saw a piece of column, and I put a foot on it, and I climbed over and found myself in the middle of the street. She emerged from the building in the visitor's parking area. Man. Wow. The adjoining piece, the first graph of the adjoining piece. Weeks before a Florida condo building collapsed, the president of its board wrote that structural problems identified in a 2018 inspection had got significantly, significantly worse. (sighs) They uh, actually have started inspecting some other buildings now, and uh, they found four different buildings with bad balconies uh, that have to be uh, closed until they can address those concerns. So, uh, you know, (laughs) they're starting to look a little closer. Uh, It would never have affected me. God bless them, people. Uh, I I couldn't live in a place where I could not immediately go outside. Right. That's exactly what I was (laughs) thinking. What about on the exit? uh, What about on, like, the 60th floor next to the ice machine? (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) I can't. I couldn't take it. I have to be able to go outside immediately. And 147 people still missing. Yep. And some of the uh, families are reporting that they're getting calls from their parents' landline telephones, the yeah, parents who lived in the building. and But then when they what? pick it up, there's nothing but static. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not sure if it's uh, just a, a malfunction because and something now crushed. The, or... Now they're facing tro- serious tropical weather coming mm-hmm. in, storms. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, let's continue this for a moment. What? What has to happen ethically? Uh, it's not reasonable. First of all, I don't think it's reasonable now to think anyone's alive. Yeah. And number two, uh, at what point do you declare that there could not possibly be life left? And then number three, what do you do to find the 147 people? You, you, you literally are going to have to remove that rubble by hand? Or do, you de- or do you declare it a mass grave? And, and I mean, in, at, at 9-11, it just ultimately stuff got into put in a dump truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff meaning material, construction material. But you know perfectly well there were uh, uh, people in, involved in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, what, a, what, a, what a dreadful situation. Jeez. Something you never thought you'd ever hear about in America. No, this is we know. This is makes me feel terrible about this country. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. isn't Iran. Well, Pennsylvania's Supreme Court, citing prosecutorial mistakes, overturned the sexual assault conviction of Bill Cosby Wednesday morning, paving the way for one of America's best-known comedians to walk free from prison. The court said a prosecutor's decision not to charge Crosby, now 83, opened the door for him to speak freely in a lawsuit against him, and that testimony was key in his conviction years later by another prosecutor. He was convicted back in 2018 of drugging and sexually assaulting a woman in 2004. He had been serving a three to ten year sentence. He had served two years up to this point. The state Supreme Court says Cosby cannot be retried on the same charges. The entertainer, once dubbed America's dad, sent to state prison following his 2018 conviction. Uh, the woman, Andrea Constan, testified that Cros- uh, Cosby assaulted her at his Pennsylvania home after she came to him for career advice. So uh, he will be released, it sounds like, immediately from prison. How does it work? Can he be retried, um, or is, is he out, out? He cannot. The state Supreme Court 
said uh, Cosby cannot be retried. That would be double jeopardy. Right. Uh, uh, Any guesses on what he's going to do with the rest of his life? Do you think he's pulling up stakes and moving to uh, wherever? I don't know. Out of the United States? Where do you go? I don't care. The uh, 2021 Historians Presidential Ranking Survey is out. Mm. They do this this every year. Uh, They rank the presidents. They've been doing it since 2000. Uh, Based on all of this, public persuasion, crisis leadership, economic management, moral authority, international relations, administrative skills, relations with Congress, vision, setting an agenda, pursuit equal justice for all, and performance within the context of the times. Uh, This year's survey polled 142 respondents, including historians, professors, other professionals with knowledge of the field. Uh, who, Who do you guys think number one is ever? Uh, um, Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. The Don. J- JFK. Uh, Abe Lincoln, number mm. one, by far. Where uh, they got George the Trumper, last? The tr- no, he's not last. He is 41st out of the 45. Hmm. Who's uh, last? It, it meant, oh, oh uh, Carter? Uh, let me guess last. Well, Nixon. Uh, no, Andrew God, Jackson. No. Andrew Jackson, last. N- uh, no, no. Come on, fellas. Come on. Think uh, about it. Warren. No, not uh, history buffs. Oh, uh, Woodrow Wilson. No, uh, James Buchanan is last. Oh. He basically, you know, led us to the Civil War. Right. And Andrew Johnson, who was, you know, oh, the worst Johnson. human being probably ever, is second to last. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's Where's see. Jimmy am Carter? I getting Andrew Jackson? Uh, am I getting Jackson confused with Johnson? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, Andrew Jackson, Kenny, is, uh, let's see, uh, where is he? He's right there. I just saw him. Where'd he go? About 12th, it looks like. Uh, Jimmy Carter, Joe is 18th, it appears. Hmm. Uh, Richard Nixon, 31st. Well, Jimmy uh, Carter wasn't a bad person at heart. He I'm not was saying just, that. I'm not saying that. Just a dumb dumb. Oh, wait, he was 26. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carter was 26. Andrew Jackson, 22. There we go. Randy Wayne uh, White, I've told you, he's, he just thinks the world of Jimmy Carter and his family. Spent a lot of time. Well, yeah, with him. Yeah. everybody says that. In that Top piece, did that have the, uh, the the photo of Jimmy Carter with President Biden and his wife? Where that they, was really oh. one of my favorite photos. <laughs> they looked it's like marionettes. So they did. They looked so, so tiny. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> the top ten are Lincoln, Washington, FDR, uh, Teddy Roosevelt four, Dwight Eisenhower five, Truman sixth. Thomas Jefferson, 7th, so uh, he hasn't been canceled, at least from this list. Right. Uh, John, John Kennedy, 8th, Ronald Reagan, 9th, and Barack Obama, for the first time in the top 10, he is number 10. Man, I ain't putting him that high. <clears throat> wow. I did not get Johnson um, confused with Jackson. Uh, Jackson is who I was talking about. I'm surprised that he wasn't dead last because he was a horrible person. He Well, he was a horrible person, but remember all those different categories, Kenny, so... Right. Uh, they rated them yep. differently, you know. So you get bonus points. I saw a chart that showed all the points. Also, sure. you could get two points on one and eight points on another, and it all added up to whatever. You know, you know what I mean. Maybe <laughs> a prototype flying car has been com- uh, has completed a 35-minute flight between international airports in Nitra and Bratislava, Slovakia. The hybrid car aircraft called Air Car. Very imaginative. Well, that is really, really creative. <laughs> hey, let's go to the research and development team. What did you guys come up with? Air car. <laughs> oh, all right. That's I like that. Bob, that's a go. Air car is equipped with a BMW engine and runs on regular fuel. Its creator, Professor Stefan Klein, said it could fly about 600 miles at a height of 8,200 feet, and it had clocked up 40 hours in the air already. 
It takes two minutes and 15 seconds to transform from car into aircraft. The narrow wings fold down along the sides of the car. Professor Klein drove it straight off the runway and into town when he got there, watched by reporters. He described the experience early on Monday morning as normal and very pleasant. In the air, the vehicle reached a cruising speed of about 150 miles an hour. It can carry two people uh, with a combined weight of 200 kilograms. I don't know how much that is. I converted all the yellow ones and I neglected that one. We'll say, let's let's guess, uh, 400 pounds. How's that? But mm. unlike, I doubt it. Yeah, probably more than that. Unlike drone-like uh, drone taxi prototypes, it cannot take off and land vertically. It has to have a runway to land and take off. The company behind Air Cars, Klein Vision, said the prototype has taken about two years to develop. Uh, he does hope he can get the thing on the road and uh, be okay for uh, folks to fly and drive within the next ten years. These dummies have never seen man with the gold, uh, man with the golden gun, or whatever the hell it was. You don't. Where, they don't. Uh, they don't have these itch mills. They only have stuff that doesn't scare the hell out of you. Gotcha. <laughs> A kilogram is uh, two point two pounds. Uh, Schmelz Countryside, one of the okay. Twin Thanks, Cities' professor. last true family-owned uh, dealerships. <laughs> right now, 0% for 60 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, including the new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. It's an all-new SUV that is slightly smaller than the Tiguan, but loaded with technology, just like the ID4s. They got Fiats and Alfa Romeos. They have three brands I like. I've owned every one of them. I've shopped there for years, and I will continue to. Schmelz Countryside is on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. Great people, great products, great prices. And find out more, check out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, Johnny. The spectator who held that sign that caused a massive crash on the opening day of the Tour de France oh. has has been arrested Good. and placed in police custody. After the incident on Saturday, race organizers pressured French police to launch a search for the woman who then was identified and found and is now being held in the city of Landernau. Wait a minute, it was a the, female? It was a female. Oh, yes. I thought it was a dude when I saw the video. Okay. Well, because he was, or sorry, she was holding the sign out. Almost appearing like she was trying to pose for a picture. Didn't it look like that? I have no idea, but she stepped too far into the traffic. Yeah. The suspect is accused of involuntarily... <laughs> Nailed invol it. Invol <laughs> Air car. <laughs> Air car. The suspect is accused of involuntarily causing injury and is facing a fine of 1,500 euros, providing the injuries suffered by the cyclists do not cause more than three months of inability. Videos from the race's first stage show the woman holding the sign that read, Alles Opiami, that's a hello message in German for her grandparents, and stuck it out a little too far just in front of the cyclists. Her arrest comes after the French publication Quest France reported she had quickly got on a flight after the crash to try and flee the country. Uh, talk about your sweet deals. Uh, Howard Stern, he just signed that $500 million contract with SiriusXM, five-year deal. Hey, I'm uh, going to start swearing. Is this the Jason uh, Bateman news, John? No, no. Oh. No, no, listen. He, he's taking the entire summer off. Oh, I wish the GLers could see Joe's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Five hundred mil, huh? Five hundred million dollars uh, for hey, uh, a five-year, five yeah. yeah, Joe, do you uh, you know any place where I could get myself a sign? I'd get you a sign. 
<laughs> I get you a sign. I'll get you a sign hey, by three o'clock. I just oh. ordered a sign from our friends at Fast Signs really? last week. Yeah. I was up talking to the cop family. Good. Absolutely. Good. Marcia helped me out. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. I'll I love Marcia. Yeah. If you uh, look behind my big giant sergeant snorkel head, you'll see one of their specialties, a big GL oh, that's sign. Right. The they background. did do that one yeah. for you. John, why don't you finish the Howard Stern story? Stern allegedly negotiated that clause in his new Sirius XM contract to give him a break between the end of June until early September. But now, Sirius XM subscribers are revolting, saying Stern, who usually spends time at his Hamptons home during the summer, John, has look to... at Such. He's all He's hunched over, head on the, head on the <laughs> table, rocking back and forth. Yeah, there he is, right there. <laughs> His subscribers want him to honor their monthly commitment, but if not, they say they may cancel their subscriptions. He signed that deal in 2020, extending his show for another five years. No terms were revealed, but it's believed to be in excess of $100 million dollars uh, per year. Uh, Stern is 67 years old. He's already worth $650 million. Stern and his model wife, Beth, have been very open about their life on the east end of Long Island, adopting many animals and regularly appearing in local glossy Hamptons magazines. A fellow from the Hamptons who lives by them says he's not a shock jock out here. He's just old Howard. He doesn't even want to party. Reps for Sirius XM and Stern had no this comment. Is, this is where we need either uh, John or Paul, Joe's two brothers, to lean in and go, uh, you just got a new, new fart, fart button, button huh? didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Johnny. Hold on, I need to add one more. Uh, I mentioned Jason <laughs> yeah. Bateman because it was announced earlier today that Amazon, you know, the startup little company that you guys have heard of, Amazon? Sure, yeah. Amazon, uh, they yeah. have agreed to buy Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett's Smartless podcast for $80 million. <laughs> Such. Hello. And he's Joe, down Joe, again! Joe, oh no, Joe, we lost Joe. him again! Suchi oh, boy? No. <laughs> Call 911. Two mouth to mouth reavers. Sorry to do that to you, boss. I'll just push this instead. <laughs> so, uh, have you been to Sodi's yet? The only way to make a great day better is to put a flame to a great cigar, and Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, it's the place to stock up a wide variety of cigars with a wonderful smoking lounge completely separated, by the way, from the purchasing area, so you don't have to deal with prying eyes. They've got a great state-of-the-art ventilation system there. And the guys at Sodi's, they've got the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Frequent customers, they usually sign up for the, this special membership deal. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker and a 15% discount on all store merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood, and there's Sodi's Pipe and Cigar right there on your right. You can also find them at Sodi'sCigars.com. All right, Stern, let's get her going let's here. Go. <laughs> University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self-Esteem, no, no. zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Let me do the lighter. After a good cry, here's Joe Suchere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to hear Dylan. Oh. Johnny. Um, the, Americana. The artist that uh, you, you tweeted about with Dill. Uh, there was an email today of the, the, the name of the artist. Dylan Reese, R-E-E-S-E. Thank you. One of the bumps you have is the background music from that song. Cool. So one of the new bumps. Cool. Uh, it's not fair that Scott Matura gets to participate in Americana. 
Because he's, he's in Montana. He's in Montana. He's in Montana. I yeah. know that a lot of woke celebrities are moving there, but for the most part, he's going to find Americana. He found a good one this time. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Just uh, coming home from work in the early evening, and on occasion I take a Reavers route home. <laughs> Out on a quiet road in some farmland, I pass an old Ford F-150, I'd say the mid-1980s. The driver looked to be in his early 20s, and his girlfriend was sitting next to him in the middle of the seat, and he had one hand on top of the wheel and the other arm around her shoulder. Nice. nice. That's Americana. That's nice. Americana. This is from the chief. Uh, good day, Mayor. Happy early Independence Day to you and the Languid Boathouse staff. Recently on our way to the newly sanctioned GL Fireworks Depot, Maximum Load Fireworks in Arcadia, Wisconsin, we were on a rural road and saw a little stand. Turns out the kid was selling popsicles for 50 cents each. I said I would take a couple, and he pointed to the cooler. Dad spoke up from the porch and said, Nope, you have to get them for the customers, buddy. The kid asked, What colors you want? I replied, Blue and red, please. I got my popsicles, and all I had was a 20. So I said, Hey, kid, here's a little something, you know, for the effort. In preparation for fatherhood, I've read more than I care to acknowledge and walked lots of miles on the GL service road of life reflecting on values. Temperance, prudence, justice, and fortitude were around long before the USA. We'll ignore Christianity for now. Those values were vital in shaping our nation and constitution. Our nation's, our great nation's successes were built on principles like authority, opportunity, justice, and the acknowledgement that those bind an individual's personal freedom to their personal responsibility. These ignorant dial tones in the salon think that replacing all that will result in the same success. Luckily, we still have kids selling popsicles. As for us, we're headed north West of Kenny's shack, and the truck is loaded with fireworks, cigars, brats, and a few pellets to annihilate the curly-leaf pondweed that have infiltrated the in-law shore. We'll be sure to give Kenny the customary one-finger salute as we pass his place. <laughs> Hell, it's the fourth. He'll get two out the window. Can of seafoam sea in my koozie, chief. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Joe, a few weeks ago, I was riding my bike along Bassett Creek and noticed a woman up ahead alternately placing her hands on her hips and rubbing her temples. I thought, uh-oh, maybe a, a pet stuck in the creek. I pulled up and noted three youngsters cavorting in the mud and water. Problem, I asked her. She said, look at them. They're filthy and wet and covered in God knows what. Should they be doing that? I laughed, pointed at the lads, and said, my dear, that is time well spent. When you get home, take the garden hose to the little heathens, get them in a tub, and all will be well. She smiled, seemed to relax, and thanked me. I wrote on recalling my days of doing just such things as a little heathen and was amused all day. Bert. All right. Joe, several weeks ago, a young Marine from our town was lost on the coast of Japan when he was caught in a riptide. Miraculously, they were able to recover his body, and it was returned to our little town in southwest Minnesota. His body arrived at Minneapolis-St. Paul International and was brought back home, starting at Shakopee and the whole way to our town via Highway 169 and Highway 60. People stood in quiet respect while the caravan passed by. Fire trucks, motorcycles, and police cars were parked on overpasses and along the highway. Flags waved proudly. People saluted or laid their hands on their hearts. These people had never met this young man, but gathered to honor him and a life of service. This is Americana to me, pushing back from the prairies of Minnesota, where, yes, there were few trees until a white man came and planted them. Rachel. 
Wow, that's the best one I've ever heard ever. Wow, that, that was powerful. One. Yeah, I have one. If you'd like, I do. Uh, I was sent that we are actually all were sent this via Twitter from Paco D. Uh, it's almost Americana and this day in history. You ready? Mm-hmm. June thirtieth, nineteen fifty-three. The first Chevrolet Corvette rolls off the assembly line in Flint, Michigan. It doesn't get any more Americana than that. I retweeted it. Unless it's you a... put a racist apple pie in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your Bentelli e-bikes that you got from EcoFun Motorsports. What a great summer of riding pleasure you've been having. And EcoFun Motorsports sent you out the door with the right fit, the right frame, the right tires. They are experts at the electric assist bikes. Also a full line of Yamaha products, recreational equipment for kids, helmets and apparel and a great service department. A lot of bicycle inventories are running low, but EcoFun has managed to keep a supply in stock. And I highly, uh, highly recommend that you go there for for the proper fitting. It's just really fun stuff and uh, the good people. It's right downtown Forest Lake on the Highway of Love, Highway 61. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga. Actually, uh, uh, Tom, Lyman, and uh, the missus are traveling from Marloth Park, Mumpumalanga, South Africa, to Minnesota via Frankfurt, Germany, Chicago, and MSP. They're going to return to the uh, their homeland. Hmm. On this date in 1853, Minnesota's first real estate advertisement for a land salesman appeared in the Minneapolis Pioneer. In 1888, Alexander McDougall launched the first whaleback freighter on Lake Superior. Hmm. And I remember this. On this day in 1992, a train derailment in Superior, Wisconsin, sends a tanker car of benzene into the Namaji River, The resulting cloud of possibly toxic smoke leads to the evacuation of 50,000 residents of Superior and Duluth. But let's get up to line three and bitch about a pipeline because they're safer than trains. Mm -hmm. They're safer than trains. Thank you, GLers. Thank you very much. And uh, if you'd like to later today see the dejected Mayor Joe Souchere after learning of the Howard Stern contract, then you should subscribe to the YouTube channel because that will be today's highlight. And also don't forget to download the PodMN app where you have the chance to win prizes just for listening to Garage Logic on the PodMN app. Download it for your Apple or Android device today. We'll catch you tomorrow. Rock.